Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 488. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we've got Kevin Rakeshaw. Hey, Kevin. Hello. Uh, this week on the show, we'll be taking a look at Past Lives, which is available now on VOD platforms. We'll also be going over some of what we're watching on the watch list and talking about new releases in theaters, VOD and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, new Save by the 90s should be dropping this week uh, if I get my shit together and finish the edit I'm, I'm hoping to just buckle down and crank that out today or tomorrow at the latest so stay tuned for that we're talking about past lives this week uh, this is written and directed by Celine Song I have a synopsis here Nora and Sun, two deeply connected childhood friends are rested apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea 20 years later they are reunited for one faithful week as they confront notions of love and destiny. Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. What were your initial impressions of Past Lives? Past Lives. I thought that this movie was uh, it's fine. Like I thought it, it was fine. Uh, for the most part, I enjoyed myself. Like It was a nice, uh, relaxing movie. Like It had a nice pace to it. And... Mm-hmm. I just slightly confused about just everyone fawning over this movie. Yeah, uh, it's not bad. Like it's it's fine though. It's fine. Yeah, like one of the one of the big things that I, I really I, I wanted to go into this fairly cold. So I didn't know really anything about this, other than that like people are absolutely loving it, yeah. and a lot of people at least from what I saw, we're saying that it's like just so heartfelt and will leave you in tears. And I didn't really feel that um, at all. So I guess in that regard, I was a little bit disappointed, but um, overall I liked this movie quite a bit. Uh, I agree with you in that. I don't necessarily see the kind of, um, you know, 10 out of 10 status that this is getting, um, you know, will this end up on my top 10 of the year? It might, you know, it, it, it could, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's not like my favorite of, of the year so far or anything, but I think that it's a very well-made, uh, romance that I think, it's like, uh, it's, it's very light. It's very breezy. It's not super heavy. It's not super, um, like unrealistic or anything. It's very grounded. Uh, and I kind of liked where it went. Like I, I liked how it ended. I like how it played out because I mean, they even say in, in the movie, how m most movies like this play out. And I never, I always find that to be like a bummer, especially when like, you know, like, uh, John Majaro's characters, like a genuinely good guy, you know, I didn't want to see him get his heart broken. I, again, I liked, uh, Greta Lee. I thought she was fantastic in this role. Like you said, you know, it's, it's a sweet enough, uh, romance movie, or I should say bittersweet romance movie and i liked the pacing i enjoyed kind of just the the breeziness of it and even though that it is it, it's kind of high stakes but not really like it's 
weird in that way that it's you know you're talking about like this love story that just couldn't work because of things outside of their control really but you know like in terms of just like filmmaking to me there just wasn't really much there like in terms of like visuals or anything it's just a pretty decent story i i actually liked the cinematography quite a bit i thought performance everyone else i thought was fine yeah yeah i thought everybody for the most part was fine like you i was impressed by greta lee's performance because i i think i've only ever seen her in sort of uh like the like her role in um in Russian doll, like that, that type of character. Uh, so I feel like that this is kind of, um, not, not a role that I've seen her in before. So I enjoyed that quite a bit. And going back to the visuals, like I thought that they were quite good. Uh, like I didn't, I didn't think like they didn't, didn't blow my mind or anything. Like there weren't any, you know, specific shots or anything that, I could highlight as being, you know, outstanding, but I just, I did like the overall look. I liked, you know, the, like the dolly shots of them walking in New York towards the end. Like, I I thought that there were some nice, some nice visuals. I don't know if it looked like it was shot on film. I'm not sure if it was or not, but, uh, yeah, overall it was shot on film. I just looked. So, yeah, I think it looks good. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it. Uh, I, th- I think I'm kind of aligned with with you on this and that it's just a really kind of nice romance. Yeah. And it, it is what I would call, and this is a compliment, truly. This is like a, just a really nice afternoon movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it this afternoon and uh, I got to say I I was kind of strategic because I felt like okay this I think that this is going to be a, like a Sunday afternoon movie and it 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 was it was good it was a good choice it felt right to me I I think of it this way a, a good afternoon movie is like a lot of people like to nap right and I'm jealous of those people because naps always make me feel absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I feel like absolute dog shit after a nap. But, like, a good afternoon movie is what I feel like everyone else is talking about when they're like, ooh, naps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, like, a coziness to it. There's a... Yeah. It's comfortable. It's cozy. It's familiar. It's, it's relaxing. So, yeah, like I get a little bit of rest in. Yeah, I, I that that is kind of how I, I I think a good way to look at this at this movie. Uh, it's it's just it's very inoffensive. It's um, not super like the, the like you said the stakes are there, but it's not like there are these huge monumental conflicts that that happen. It's just regular human stuff, you know, like. It's just, it's, you know, it's like quietly heart-wrenching mm-hmm. those involved. Yeah. It, it, to me, this is an easy recommend. Uh, impressive debut for Celine Song as well to me. Like, I, I think that she did a really good job with this, and I'm very excited to see what she's working on next. 
um, because I think that this sh- this shows an incredible amount of talent. From my understanding, she's a playwright. I think that's what I read. I was kind of wondering, like, I I didn't really have time to kind of dig into this, like, the backstory with this film, but I was kind of wondering, like, how much this was based off of her life, if if any aspect of it was autobiographical. It seems like it was. Yeah. At least, at least the character of um, of Nora seems like maybe it was modeled after her. Cool. She moved to Canada when she was twelve. Father was a filmmaker. Well, then, uh, yeah, definitely mirrors that. Then, all right, uh, that's past lives. Let's go ahead and give it a score. Uh, for me, I'm at like a hmm, I'm at like a seven and a half, eight on this one. I give this. This is like a like a solid like a rock solid seven like okay. this movie was made for a seven for me there you have it that is past lives it's available on vod now uh i will i will note that it is the like premium vod so you might want to wait just a little bit until it drops in price um i think i don't i don't think that it's like not worth that or anything it's it's just you know nothing i don't think it's anything you need to see immediately that's what i'm saying yeah 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 all right uh let's go ahead and talk about some of what we've been watching i think it's my turn this week i don't have a whole lot and and also i don't have anything like super notable either like uh, pretty much everything i saw this week was like right down the middle for me uh Mm. but i'll start things off with clockers from 1995 this is uh this is a directed by spike lee i gotta say like there's a bunch of earlier earlier spike lee movies that i have not seen so i'm kind of like trying to wipe those off my my wall of shame as it were and and watch all of the earlier spike lee films clockers is kind of an interesting one i guess really all of his movies all of spike lee this movies in some regards are interesting, even if they are kind of just conventional stories like this one. Uh, this stars Mackay Pfeiffer in a very early role for him as this, uh, he's like, a, he's kind of like a, he's a drug dealer just trying to get his life figured out. And um, someone gets, gets murdered in their neighborhood and, and his brother, uh, his older brother gets arrested and charged with the murder but there's still kind of an investigation. The, the 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 detectives think that maybe the 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 his older brother is covering up for him. Um, and then there's like Delroy Lindo is in here, and he plays this kind of like gangster older gangster guy who is sort of Mackay Pfeiffer's boss. And you have Harvey Keitel and John Turturro as the the homicide detectives who are investigating the case. Uh, this is a really solid kind of. Um, drama um it, one interesting thing is that Mackay Pfeiffer's character is like obsessed with trains like he has a like a Lionel you know like the Lionel train sets he has like a giant belt buckle that he wears of the Lionel train sets and he has this like really elaborate train set in his apartment so that's kind of a weird thing and he like 
drinks this like kind of off-brand yoo throughout the whole movie and then eventually he ends up in the hospital from drinking too much of it because he has like an ulcer or something from it. <laughs> and it and it really bears really nothing <laughs> to the plot whatsoever it's just like this this kind of side thing that's going on uh so it's kind of yeah it's kind of kind of odd um, but yeah, the, you have great cinematography here. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's Spike Lee. It is definitely shot in his style and, you know, has a solid message like most of his movies. So yeah, I give it a light recommend clockers clockers also see here that it's got sticky fingers. It does. Yeah. It does have sticky fingers in it. Star. Yep. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Uh, I watched gremlins. Oh, okay. All right. Dante, 1984, Gremlins. It's been so uh, incredibly long since I've seen this movie. So, had to do it. It's right there on Tubi. Come on, Gremlins. Yeah, I mean, how could you go wrong? And, uh, man, I had fun with this. This is such a fun movie. <laughs> and I, I don't... I didn't know or I didn't remember or God knows who, what even version I saw of this like back when I was little. It was probably like a TV version or some shit. But uh, man, they fucking annihilate some gremlins. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I thought you were going to say that the gremlins annihilate people, which also happens. Like the lady. Also happens. The lady in the. Uh, I'll never forget the lady in that, what you call it, the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Elevator, the lift. <laughs> straight out the fucking window. <laughs> launches her out the window. It's just incredible. But, I mean, they, like, the one, the, the first one that dies is in, like, an open blender. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's blended everywhere. And then she immediately stabs another one, like, 14 times, just going off on these gremlins. But I also truly enjoyed that the gremlins are only, like, alive you know, for what most of them, they're only alive for like five minutes or 10 minutes or so. And they just, they know so much of American culture. <laughs> yeah. They're playing cards. They yeah. found I don't know where they found all their clothes because they find so many different types of clothes. Just, it's just, they figure everything out so quickly and they're just having the time of their lives. Yeah. You got to wonder like, are they are they like somehow sentient like before they get have to get be. birthed? It's just a, or it's just this like primal you know like passed down knowledge of how machinery works and where to get leg warmers in your size. No, so so the, you think that maybe they have like a collective conscious type of thing? It's like a hive. It's a hive mind. The gremlin yeah, hive I mind. Mean, yeah, because they, they you know they they've. They essentially are birthed off of the back of another one, mm-hmm. you know? So I would imagine that they're all connected. Could be. That's an interesting theory. I wonder if uh, I wonder if that is explored anymore in Gremlins 2, the new batch, because I literally remember almost nothing about that one, the sequel, except for that there was the flying one that had the wings. And I, I've been really meaning to rewatch Gremlins 2. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch Gremlins too, Because I do want to see, you know, if this is explored more. I need more information. Also, I just felt so bad for Gizmo. 
I know. Poor guy. He's just having a rough go of it. Yeah. Apparently they're working on a new one. I I, I don't know like at what stage of development it is, but I get there's been rumors about a third one forever. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Most most definitely. Most definitely. <clears throat> cool, that's Gremlins. Check that out if you haven't. Uh I saw School Days, which is another Spike Lee, uh nineteen eighty-eight for this one. So this is this is an early one for him. He did uh She's Gotta Have It, and the the success of that enabled him to start to do some bigger productions and school school days was his next one. And yeah, it's a, it's definitely a much bigger production. You got a much larger cast in here. This is a college movie. So it takes place in this, uh, this, uh, this black college. Um, and you know, it's, it's like your kind of typical college comedy, maybe a little bit more over the top than, and some of them as far as like the goofiness goes because a lot of it almost felt like it was kind of spoofing or or like satirizing college life like specifically fraternities and how ridiculous and goofy fraternities are um you know you have a really great cast in this one like like most of Spike Lee's movies Lawrence Fishburne plays the one of the leads uh, Giancarlo Esposito is sort of the sort of the antagonist who's like the leader of this like ridiculous fraternity. Um, and then you have Spike Lee in here as well as he, he, he plays a bigger role than most of the other films that he, you know, has little cameos in. Um, but yeah, it, it, this one's okay, I guess. It's as far as like a a college comedy goes, it's all right. There's like it's just a little bit too goofy for me, I think. That like there's mm. there's multiple kind of musical interludes in it and it's just a little too silly for me because I didn't really find any of it to be very funny. But I still found it to be entertaining, so that's school days. I mean, you can definitely see Spike Lee's style uh, forming here, which is actually kind of interesting in that he had such a distinct voice, like from very early on in his career. Um, even with a movie like this, which the reason that I never watched this movie is because I always thought it looked kind of stupid. Um, but even with a movie like this, you can still, he, he still has a very prominent voice with his uh, filmmaking. So yeah, I don't know. Light recommend maybe school days. Okay. All right. Uh, I watched George A. Romero's the dark half from 1993, Stephen King adaptation mm-hmm. with uh, Timothy Hutton. Timothy Hutton playing two roles in this bad boy. He's a he's a writer. Thad Beaumont. <laughs> Thad Beaumont. Thad Beaumont. Now the thing about Thad Beaumont that most people don't know is he has a, a pseudonym by the name of George Stark, and he writes these like violent pulp thrillers. Huge, huge, absolutely successful, bestsellers all the time. Some dude finds him, and he's like, I'm going to leak your story, so you got to pay me. 
And Thad's like, well, fuck, I'm just going to go just go to the press with it, which I kind of love this thing with Stephen King is that like the writers in his world, like writing is just fucking huge. Yeah. They're always like, like, yeah, they're celebrities. They're huge celebrities. Just incredible. Cause it was like, man, you're going to have to pay me forever, you know, to keep me, to keep my mouth shut. People don't find out that you're George Stark. And I'm just like, he's a news. And then people would just forget about it. Like two days later, like, come on. But Stephen King, uh, which I think he, you know, with a lot of his stories, he sees writers <laughs> as being something that I don't think they are, well, which is I, always interesting. It might just be because that's how he sees himself. Like, that's his that's his life because he is a celebrity. Yeah. Like, people do know Stephen King. Like, he's a very, very famous person. Uh one might argue like the most famous author oh yeah no he definitely is it's just i always find that kind of where where he somehow he thinks that like this is this is normal for all uh you know popular authors yeah and so the, the wild thing about this one is that beaumont when he was little he had these like he had these brain issues like he would get a piercing headache and he would just kind of like he would hear birds and all this stuff. Well, here it turns out there was a twin that didn't get fully absorbed in his brain. They cut his head open and there's an eyeball looking around. There's a couple of teeth. Take that out. They get rid of that. And now everything's smooth sailing. But later on down the road now that he's decided to kill off this George Stark character, his, his pseudonym, his pen name, George Stark comes to life. And starts killing everybody that he knows. And George Stark is obviously Timothy Hutton playing a like a southern like a southern badass. Like he drives a tornado and he wears a leather jacket and he has a straight razor that he kills people with slick back hair. Just a badass dude. This movie is fucking bonkers. Cause the sparrows play a very important role at the end. He's always hearing sparrows. There's flocks of sparrows everywhere. And the sparrows do some fucking damage and stuff to somebody at the end. That's the crescendo is sparrows. And it it's incredible. It's worth it. Definitely watch it. It's on Tubi. There you have it. The Dark Half. We talked about this on Saved by the 90s last Halloween. We did a Stephen King episode. Oh, I got to go back and listen to that. Talked about this along with uh, Sleepwalkers, Misery, and The Mangler. oh yes the mangler but the sparrows dude yeah just fucking people up it's a good scene great Uh, scene the last one that i'll what oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say what other movie has that i can't think of another movie that has sparrows no i mean doing damage yeah maybe maybe like i was gonna say one of the birdemic movies but i don't even want to mention them Uh, The last one that I saw is The Dive. This came out on VOD this week. Uh, It's directed by Maximilian Erlwin. And this is sort of a... This is a thriller about two sisters who are... they're, they're, They're divers. They grew up diving. They go spelunking. 
and I guess every year they go on this like diving trip together. It's sort of their ritual. And this year they're going to this, uh, this underwater cave and stuff. And they're, they're having a good time up. Oh, guess what? There's an earthquake that happens and no. all these rocks fall. And, uh, one of the sisters gets trapped underneath a rock at the bottom of the ocean. And it's up to the other sister to rescue her before her air runs out. So what you have here is, is the one sister basically going to the surface, you know, grabbing extra air, trying to see if she can find help, find something to, to get the, the rock out or get her leg out, going back down, trying to give her more air. And that's, that's sort of how the, the film plays out. Uh, it's okay. I I like movies like this. We've talked about it many times in the past on the show. Uh, as far as like the whole kind of containment thrillers go, this is an average one. Not 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 the best. Not the worst. Um, the stakes are obviously very high in this one, and the the things that happen, the conflicts, the things that that occur that go wrong uh all feel very grounded nothing nothing in this movie feels like completely outrageous now i'm not a diver so i don't know like about <laughs> specifics with the equipment and how you know things would really be if this were, were to happen in real life but it all seemed pretty grounded to me like pretty realistic um a lot of the issues that that they were running into like so she would go down to the bottom and you know try to help her and then she'd have to go back up but the problem is the depth uh where she was trapped is below where you would need to um b- below where it would be safe to just return to the surface without decompression going through a decompression so mm. and so her sister's like i don't have time to do this so she just keeps going back up to the surface and each time she goes up, she's like more and more sick. Like it, it, like this thing just the 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 rapid change in the pressure and everything just just destroys her body. So that's kind of an interesting little wrinkle that they have to to deal with in the mm. movie. Um, but yeah, I mean it's a simple premise, but it's it's done very effectively. So yeah, I give it a light recommend. That's uh, again called the dive. That's it. Yeah. As soon as you mentioned that movie to me, you know, last week, I was like, oh, that's such an Adam movie. <laughs> yeah. Adam's a good, this is fucking, it's right up his alley. Yeah, I always like movies where people are trapped someplace. <laughs> you're like me with like a mystery, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if someone gets trapped and you're just like, well, fuck, I got to find out if they get out of here. Yeah. Like what happens? I really enjoyed that. That I can't even remember the name of that one. The one that came out, I think it was last year, where they were on like the giant radio tower thing. Yeah, like that was yeah. a good, that was a good one. Yeah, it's like if someone gets trapped somewhere in like a TV show or a movie, your day is fucked. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, well, I'm not doing anything until I find out. Yeah, I need to know. So it's completely understandable. I should do like a tier list or something one of these days of the the best ones you should you should very much should ranked list on letterbox uh the only other movie i saw is uh roy anderson's about endlessness from 2019 
if you're familiar with Roy Anderson, the filmmaker, this movie is just more of the same. Mm. Really? I did not enjoy this at all. The only thing that was great about it, it was 78 minutes long. But it's just, you know, it's just scenes, small scenes, just so, you know, cycle through of just like these small, sometimes banal moments of life, you know, big moments, really banal moments, anywhere in between consequential stuff, you know, bigger things, just, just back and forth. And like, I love the way that he sets up his frames and stuff, like the, the blocking and everything. But after like the first couple scenes, you're just like, okay, like I get it. And it's just, it's that just over and over and over again. And for whatever reason, it just, I don't know if I wasn't, I was not in the mood for it at the time or what, but it just did not click with me at all. It's a lot like, um, very much like the, uh, pigeon sat on a branch, whatever the hell that movie was called. Yeah. Reflecting on yeah it's that it's that again you know i kind of thought when when this came out i was like that was kind of the vibe that i was getting and that's why i was like nah i'm not i'm not even going to like yeah because i didn't like i didn't even like a pigeon and i think he also did songs from the second floor which i don't think i liked that either so about this compared to like a pigeon sat on a branch is like at least with a pigeon there was there was like a little bit more choreography like there were long takes and like people would come into a room and leave a room and mm-hmm. like there, there was more going on these are just like very very simple and straightforward mm. just like minimum action like i mean which is funny but like there's even less action than what you would normally expect in a roy anderson movie <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i'm glad i didn't watch this yeah you're not missing anything all right well that's about endlessness looks like that's on hulu correct all right let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week uh really the only one of note is the equalizer three there's a third equalizer i i never saw any of those movies like they they always like i i love denzel washington but for some reason, those movies just never really appealed to me. They looked really kind of generic to me. Yeah, I, I saw the first one, and it was not good. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was never interested in the Equalizer movies. Maybe maybe uh, when this one like hits VOD, I'll watch all of them or something. Speaking, of, speaking of VOD... Uh, this week we have on the 29th, uh, Deltopia is coming out. And then on the 31st, we have First Person Shooter, the definitive documentary. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so it's a long four plus hour documentary on the history of the first person shooter. Oh, God. That seems like a good one to watch if you're like in the middle of working or something, cleaning, you know, just something to put on in the background. Yes. I do that. I got, I'll put on a YouTube video that's like a retrospective about something or other, usually like mm. music, but sometimes video games or something or, or movies. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good background 
watch or listen. On the first, uh, we have the Elephant Six Recording Company. I think that that came out in theaters uh, like a week ago or so. I think it's a rock doc. Uh, we have rock doc. I'm not. I'm not really familiar with that whole thing. So, are are you familiar with the Elephant Six Recording Company? I am. Uh, is is it a, is it a studio? Is it like a recording studio? No, uh, I think they're. I thought that that was like a collective, like a Neutral Milk Hotel, and oh yeah, I see that. The inside Olivia story of the 1990s psychedelic rock bands, Olivia Tremor Control, Neutral Milk Hotel, and the Apples in Stereo. Yeah, I see. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, I like. I'm not really familiar with the with the other two, but Neutral Milk Hotel that has a couple songs I like. There you go. Spend all your time learning, getting <laughs> caught up to speed. I really don't think I'm going to watch that. But um, we also have Trauma Therapy Psychosis coming out. What? Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that means that there's going to be multiple entries in the Trauma Therapy series. Uh, this not. looks like the second one, right? Is it? I'm not, I'm not familiar. Because Trauma Therapy from 2019. Oh, okay. And now there's a second one. Not familiar with this series. Uh, we have All Fun and Games. <clears throat> that looks like a... Is that the hard one with uh, a, Aza Butterfield? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, it is. I'll probably watch this. It's like uh, some kind of d- demon possession type, mm. of, type of thing. The demon makes him play uh, kids' games for oh, some no. reason. I love that. I love how demons are always like kids' games. It, like it is interesting, isn't it? Or like, or like uh, kids' songs. You know, like yeah, playing old timey kids' songs that, that happen to be creepy. They just know demons. Just know they they know what creeps us out, and they capitalize sure on do. that. Sure do. Uh, we also have in the spotlight. Sorry, into the spotlight. Uh, mm-hmm. We got beaten to death. I like that as a as a title for a movie. Just beaten to death. Beaten to death. A a desperate choice leads Jack down a path that leaves him beaten and bruised as he struggles against man, nature, and his own insanity. Oh gosh! Not his own sanity, but his own insanity. Well, at least he's aware, right? It sounds like he's aware that he's insane. Uh, that looks like that's about it for, for VOD. On Blu-ray this week, we have... Uh, let's see. This is for August 29th. We have Gorgo from 1961. Looks like maybe a kaiju film. Um, we got Terror at Ten Killer from 1986. Delirium from 1972. Psycho Girls from 1986. Uh, we've got The Flash coming out. Three Days of the Con- Condor from 1975. Looks like a bunch of the the newer Chucky movies are coming out in 4K. Doesn't look like the, the classics. Um, the Tale of Tiffany Lust from 1981. Looks like a bunch of... Um, uh, it looks like vinegar syndrome is putting out a bunch of like porn <laughs> from the looks of it. Like 
seventies, eighties porn, maybe. Okay. I mean, they've done that a bunch before, but it looks like this is like a, a whole new batch here. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, mystery date from 1991 equalizer 2000 from 1987 equalizer 2000. Okay. I'm gonna have to open that in the new tab. See what that's all about. Uh, staying alive from 1983 once upon a time in Uganda from earlier this year. Mm, last house on the left, the 2009 remake is coming out on arrow interesting uh release for them because that movie kind of sucked uh new fist of fury from 1976 is also coming out on arrow hustle and flows getting a 4k release no hard feelings infinity pool Eh, that's pretty much it for the biggies what about criterions well before we get into the criterion uh let's talk about equalizer 2000 from 1987 (laughs) hell yeah you know where you can watch this? Tubi. You sure can. It's on there. In a bleak post-nuclear future world, Warren factions struggle to claim the Equalizer 2000, the one weapon powerful enough to guarantee survival. Okay. Hell All right. Poster. Hell of a poster. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost looks like a joke, the poster. It sure does. So this is getting added to my watch list. Well, naturally. Just... Just incredible, but it's uh, not on Criterion. No. The only Criterion we have is uh, Dry Long So from 1998. Cool. Rediscovered treasure of 1990s DIY filmmaking. Oh, I like, hey, I like 90s DIY filmmaking, so might have to check this one out. There you go. Dry Long So followed up with Equalizer 2000. Sunday is sorted. Wow. That is, that's a, a great double bill. Let me just tell you. There's also a movie coming out called Taxi Hunter. Taxi Hunter, hunting taxis. Mild-mannered businessman, Kin's life is shattered when his pregnant wife is run over by a busy taxi driver. This and another incident with a sleazy cab driver causes Kin to go on a mission to kill bad taxi drivers. Whoa, this... The letterbox one says that he vows to get revenge on all taxi drivers. So all of them. I mean, there's two bad ones, but he said, play it safe, kill them all. Well, just, yeah, just blanket, get get rid of all of them, just to be on the safe side. This is getting added to my watch list right now. That's not on TV. I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's coming out on Blu-ray this week, so maybe, maybe it'll get some sort of VOD release as well. I don't know who's releasing. It says 88 films, which I'm not familiar with. Heard of idiot? Oh, it's from the director of Ebola Syndrome. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Herman Yao. All right. Well. Yeah. Oh, he's also the guy that directed un- the Untold Story. Jesus. Oh Christ. my God, the Untold Story. <laughs> to this day, uh, you know, there's like, there's like, there's always like a handful of movies that that will always and forever be like burned into your your brain that you just can't unsee. And this, that is one of them. The untold story is a movie that I will never ever forget. I was, it's so deeply disturbing that movie. Yes. 
maybe maybe like one of the most disturbing the chopsticks just everything about it is so disturbing just a really vile vile movie god here is uh anyway <clears throat> still gonna watch uh, taxi hunter though oh hell yeah Alright, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net and if you have a minute, consider reviewing us on your podcast platform of choice. That'd be great. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week.